0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey everybody,
1: it's Tony Robbins.
0: Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're
1: watching Hollywood Raw. You're
0: listening to and watching...
2: Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I'm Adam Glenn. Over there is Dax Holt. Today's guest is a friend of the show. She's been very good to us. We're a fan of her. we become friends. Heather McDonald, the comedian Heather McDonald from Juicy Scoop, author. Uh, I'm excited to talk to her. I have like a lot of, I don't know, I just enjoy talking to her.
0: Well, I, the funny thing is she is probably the number one most requested guest that we get. So you know when you join our Facebook group, the private Facebook group? Facebook group off the record, there's a question there that says, Who would you like us to have on the show? Heather's name consistently is in, I would say, one out of every 10 requests. Yeah. No joke. Like people want her on. So we are having her back. I think that this time is very different because we, we went on, I'm sorry, we had her on our show, what, three, three years ago? Something like that. Yeah. Before we had done hers before we had really struck up a friendship. Um, so, uh, I'm excited to have her back on cause it's now, it's just a different dynamic. So I, am excited to talk to her.
2: Yeah. Before we get to her, we actually read your reviews cause it's the best thing to do to support this podcast. Dax, do you have a review ready for us? i got one. All right. This
0: one comes from Jason Josie, five stars. Says, I look forward to new episodes every week, I love the podcast. Adam and Dax, you both are so natural and entertaining to listen to. I was introduced to you when you guys appeared on Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Well, that's a fitting review to read right now. Keep up uh, the great work, uh, the first review I've ever read for a podcast, so it says a lot.
2: Thanks, Wow, Jason, Jason,
0: Josie. I thought I picked a review with Heather McDonald in it. (laughs) Yes,
2: that works out. Let's get to the podcast. Our guest today is a comedian, author, and the host of the Juicy Scoop podcast. We've said her name already probably 30 times already on today's episode. Please welcome Heather McDonald. Thank you for coming on the Hollywood Raw Podcast. Uh, You've always been very nice to us. We are fans of Juicy Scoop. We're seeing you on the video. You look lovely, by the way. Do you do your own makeup or did you have a gold glammed up?
1: No, I always do my own hair and makeup for anything you see on Juicy Scoop.
2: Oh, so what if you do watch what happens? Do you have a glam squad or do they give you a glam squad? How does that work for you?
1: No, they don't give you anything. And so I did want that good makeup that everyone seems to have, but I always, I'm too, it's too risky for me to like go in like with nothing on my face because you never know what you're going to get. So I pretty much came with makeup on and then I still paid their person $500 just to like (laughs) judge me. Yeah. But I did my own hair and makeup.
0: So they will offer to have a makeup person there if you want it done
1: if you but you still have to pay them at least That's I did wild. I mean I would think for the housewives they, they would not charge them but um, I think for or just for me I don't know
0: there's so much politics involved in Hollywood I know it is and that with someone is successful other people may really embrace it while uh this another person may totally hate it you just never know it Hollywood's a weird weird world
1: no and then they're having the big Bravo con which I've gone every year and You know, people are like, why aren't you, you know, doing running a panel with, you know, because they're having different people come run the panels. And I, I just was like, I don't know. I don't I don't think I've again reached out. I'll pay my own way. I have my own hotel room. I had my people come out and say, look, she's going to be performing. I already have my own sold out show at the Venetian, but I could pop over there and do something because I would love to do it. no. They'd rather fly someone out, put them up, all that stuff that has, like, you know, no, not a following. and I, But, you know, what? it's fine. Then I'm like, that's great. I can pop in when I want, and I can do my show, and I'm not beholden to anything. So, who cares? Yeah, but I was,
2: I'm, you know, I'm actually surprised because I'm trying to debate if, you know, BravoCon was easy for me because it was always in New York. This year it's in Vegas. I'm debating if it's worth me going out there for it. It's going to be worth my time. I don't know, but I, mean, I honestly don't think it will be. Yeah, that's I'm kind of on that thing. Because I've done it before, just, and so much, so much news will be
1: coming out. Like, I have to. I have a wedding in San Francisco on Friday, so I'll be coming out Saturday morning, and then I'll go just to just to see it because then I'm going to be talking about it that night at my show in Venetian. But I mean, I follow so many great accounts that will definitely be there whether they're there or not they're going to be reporting on whatever's happening so if somebody says something really scandalous or whatever it's not like you're not going to know about it
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's going
1: to immediately be put out there like within seconds of it happening so you know i, I don't know that
2: it would be worth you like running around yeah no I-, I agree with you actually last year i did better at the hotel rather than the uh that the event because it's just a shit show there. A lot of people, it's just a, but for you, do you get, do they hook you up with at least a good credential, a media pass or some sort of, or are you just walking? You're just walking. No, I, I,
1: no, I got, I got a free pass. Okay. So I'm paying for my pass. Um, I just realized that I only have one pass. So I, (laughs) because I I was because I was gonna uh, my son Drake is coming and I kind of want Drake to come in the day to like take photos and stuff with me sure because he's gonna help out with my show that night and I I'm making him a a juicy scoop security shirt
2: (laughs) that's funny
1: like I just my I just my security is just gonna be the 6'4 child that I birthed and he's gonna be in my merch (laughs) But now I realized there's he won't have a pass. So unless I can get a pass for him, I guess I'll, I'll I mean, who knows what I'll
0: it do. It would be funny though. If he's dressed like security, you're like, I'll have a pass, but my security can't wait outside. I'm sorry, guys. You have to let security yet.
2: You do need security. I'm not joking, Heather. You do, at this type of event, you wouldn't oh. be able to move. I, it's not like security, like your fear for your life, but able to move, you need someone to kind of handle the traffic that you get. I, I, I understand your situation.
1: Well, when I went last year um in New York, I was with my um my assistant at the time and she was helping to take photos. We both had passes. And it was just me taking photos with everybody from the moment I walked in. And I did want to watch the some of the panels and stuff, but I didn't have like a backstage pass or a golf cart or anything or security and then sometimes I would get there. And then, if I was like with a, a housewife that was a friend, then we would go backstage and I could talk to other people. But if I was just like walking around the area, yeah, they're they're there to take as many pictures as they can with anyone that looks remotely familiar. Yeah. So and then the problem is then you're taking pictures for a few hours or, you know, an hour, which is fun, but then you want to go. And then I read in like a hate group that last year I was rude and didn't take a picture with this person. And I'm like, <laughs> You know, like you you can't win. I get it. So, you know. No, I get it. Um, but I mean, I think it's a great thing. I love that BravoCon exists. I think it's such a fun weekend for people to do. Um, whether you're like part of the world or, you know, a blogger, or a TikTok, or a podcaster, or if you're just like, I'm going with my best friend and we're gonna go hit some things. I do te- I do kind of recommend to people like buy the top ticket but for one day. And, like, just kill it for one day and then, like, do something else the next day in Vegas. Because I... It is an exhausting... It is just, like, too much stimulation around your head.
0: I agree. It's... Like, you you walking around and taking pictures, I love that because that's how I would picture you in one of these events. But how would you describe or how would you explain what you think your celebrity status is?
1: I mean, I... I don't really, I mean, when I I love going out and people being like, I love Juicy Scoop, or sometimes they're like, you're from E. Like they still like associate me with an E thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's never like I can't go out in the regular world. It's, you know, it's never like, oh my God, I can't walk into Target. It'll just be like one or two people a day, maybe that will like come up to me or a few people a day if I'm out shopping or something. So I don't think that's like a huge celebrity ness. And then, um, I guess the weirdest part that's kind of happened is like that reluctantly I become almost like a housewife in that people are talking about my life like as if I'm on a a housewife show Mm -hmm. and it's like I've become I'm like I want off of the real housewives of podcasting. I don't like people doing videos and YouTubes um, dissecting if I'm a good friend or not at my age to somebody that was, like, on my show. Like, I just, like, that part I don't like. That I I, I don't, I'm not into at all. And I guess I should be flattered because I guess that means I I somewhat means, have it, made yeah. it. Yeah,
0: if people are interested in your life, it means yeah. you've made it. Are, do you, are you able to call up a restaurant and drop your name and get a reservation or drop your name and get on the phone with someone important? Like, are you at, I, I got to assume you're at that point where, People are like, hell yeah, get in here come to my restaurant.
1: Yes, I can go to Craig's. That's sick. And I can go to The Nest in La Quinta, Palm Desert. Um, I've I've maybe tried it a few other times, but I don't do it as myself. I'll call and I'll say, hello, I'm calling from um, Heather McDonald's office. (laughs) And and if you just say you're calling from heather mcdonald's office yeah then then you know and um you know she was wondering if it was possible if she could have it and then they're like what number and then it's like my number well <laughs> so like hello and they're like oh we're confirming heather's i'm like oh yeah yeah it's me yeah I coming like
0: what is that? Where, where have you used that before
1: Oh, just like exactly, just restaurants. Just if I, just like you know, first I'll always just try to do it like a normal person, but if the, you know, what do you call it, the table, where you make the reservations.
0: Yeah, like the front desk. I don't know. No, no,
1: you know, you know, um, no, the reservation where you like open table, open table. Oh, oh, open table. Yeah, yeah. Try to go on a. Yeah, I'll just try to go on open table and not, not abuse it. But if it's not available or if it's really late, then I will try to say, hey, there, we have a reservation for Heather McDonald at 8 o'clock. Is there any way she could come in earlier? She's coming from a shoot or something.
0: Nice. I love it.
1: A shoot. She's coming from a cameo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she just did five shoots all in a row, guys. H- wishing people a happy birthday. Th-
1: yeah. Now she would like to have a drink earlier than 8 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Heather, when you go to Craig's, I've I've only walked through it. I've never eaten there, being on the East Coast. But when you go to Craig's, do you go there for the food? Do you go there for the the to get to be visible to get shot, or do you go there to people watch? Do you want to see there see who else is eating there? What would you say the general things where people it's go there? Kind
1: of all three. First of all, I totally like the food. I I do like Craig a lot himself, the owner. I think his story is like quite inspiring. I, I don't know if you know, but he was like an actor, waiter that, you know, then kind of built its way up at another restaurant and then made his own. So, like, I love his story and I think he's very fun. And I really do love the food. Love it. I love their salmon. I love their truffle chicken. I, you know, I like, I like when a few people go because I like to get a lot of things and share. Mm-hmm. I like their drinks, all of it. And, Yes, you will. You know, you might get stopped by a TMZ person. That's always fun. And you always, there's always at least one person. Usually, a few people I know inside eating at the same time. So to me, that makes it a more fun night. And other times, I don't go out that often. And I'm like, okay, we have a, a dinner or a birthday dinner or something. If we're going to go over the hill, I'm like, I'd like to try a new place. But then when I do, it's just I don't know anybody there. It's not fun. So I'm like, if I'm going to make the effort and I'm going to get an Uber, which is now so expensive, right, to get an Uber, or even if I want to drive myself, which I do sometimes, it's like a solid 45, 50 minute drive for me. Mm -hmm. So I want to have a good night and I want to get something else out of it besides the bill.
2: Is it awkward for you when you're there and you see another person in the industry, let's just say a housewife, a celebrity, a comedian? And you see them at another table and you kind of see each other, but you're trying to like dance or should I go over and say hi? How is that for you being a celebrity? And I I call you a celebrity. Is it is it awkward, uncomfortable? How is it like communicating with other people? Because you guys both know each other, but you don't really know each other. Is there like an unspoken sort of body language if I should go over and say hi or how do you feel out the situation?
1: I don't say hi to anybody I don't already know. Okay. So I've I've never done that. But if I see somebody I know, then I'll be like, even if it's been a while, then I kind of tell myself, do I do I say something? Do I get up now to go to the bathroom and stop by and say hi? And then other times I just don't. And then they've left and I'm like, whatever. But if I have something like if someone I'm like friendly with, yeah, I'll totally get up and, and
2: say hi. The one time and, I was like, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say go the, here, one, I, I, the one time I felt cool at Craig's is I was there during when the Super Bowl was there. And I just wanted to see what the inside was like. I was outside with my camera trying to see who was going in and out. I saw the owner of the Cowboys there, Jerry Jones, going in. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use the restroom real quick. And I was dressed up. So like, no, they're not going to stop me at the front door. And I walked in real quick. And as I'm going to the bathroom, I see David Spade, who I know. And I walked over to say hi. As soon as I took one step where his table was, I could only see him. But when I took one step, then I realized, oh, my God, I already took the step to approach him and say hi. He was sitting at the table with Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, and um, the guy who was the head of Netflix. And I was like, oh, no. it was The Ted so- guy? Yeah, yeah, Ted Sarandos. And I felt so weird. But I just saw me and I came over and just, hey, Dave, how you doing? I could see it. I shook his hand and I just kept, and he was like, hey, Adam, how are you? And I just kept walking and I kept it like very cool. And it was so smooth and slick. I was like, man, I look so cool there. Hey, what's up, dude? How you doing? You know, And I was so proud of myself, how I handled it. Didn't embarrass him. Like, what are you talking to that guy? It was a paparazzi in New York. I felt so cool how I handled it, but I don't know how it is for you. (laughs) <laughs>
1: well, last time, last time I was there, I we were celebrating Lala's birthday with Josh Flagg and two of her friends. And when I was going to go to the bathroom, uh, Cade Hudson, who is Brittany's, Brittany's manager, manager yeah. who I had met a couple one other time before that, he's like Heather, big fan of Juicy Scoop. So I sit down wow. and I talk to him, and you know he's like off the record off the rec-. now I don't know if he was telling me stuff being like I hope this doesn't stay off the record I want her to mm-hmm. get it out I don't really know but I was trying to get as much info as possible and, um, and then they got up and they're like we're leaving I'm like well goodbye you know because I'm still talking to me, Brittany's manager and then we went out together and then you know that whatever got a little bit of somebody filmed it or whatever and um but yeah, that's, oh, and then the night that we were there, uh, Kamala Harris's husband was there. So there were all these secret Service men. That's cool. So that was kind of, you, whatever, they, they were enjoying the food.
0: When you see that there's paparazzi, because there's paparazzi outside of Craig's 99% of the time. Yeah. But when you go in, you see the paparazzi are outside, do you prep yourself for the way out? Like, if they do stop me, I need to have something interesting to say, or like, like, get ready
2: for that moment, and then- If they don't talk to you like, damn it, I was ready for it. I mean, actually, Heather, before you even answer this, I actually, this is my theory on you and the way you approach this. Okay. This is a compliment to you. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is how I, this is my perception of you, how you handle the paparazzi. Let me know if I'm wrong. You handle it just like Joan Rivers because you're so sweet and you're so nice and you're so funny, where the paparazzi could go to you, hey, let me ask you about this. Let me tee you up for you to hit a home run. And that's how you said with Joan Rivers. Like she was the absolute best. But I don't know. But tell me about your situation, how you handle it.
1: Um, well, yeah, I mean, and I definitely I don't want to talk to them if I am feeling really buzzed. So like the last time I went, I, I didn't drink and I drove, you know, so so because I was like. I, I don't know. I just wanted to. I just wanted to be sharp, and I also had just seen Taylor Armstrong come out of there so wasted that Gosh. I was like, I, I just didn't want that to be me. So it's always really awkward because sometimes they're there and they don't, they don't recognize you, or they don't care, and so they're not taking photos. And then other times they're taking the photos, and you're like, I feel like such an asshole, like not looking them in the eye, like not looking the camera in the eye or something. You're know, like, mm. you know, and then and then you're waiting. And the last time I was there, I was waiting for my valet card, you know, my car from the valet to come. And the comments were like, she's such a loser waiting outside, hoping to be photographed. And I'm like, I drove, like I put my (laughs) ticket, like there's no other way to leave. And I'm the first one to say like, yeah, if you don't want to be seen, you don't pick Craig's. If you wanted to just, you know, your friend's going through something hard or you're having a secret affair. Like, that's not where you go, you know? So it's like, yeah, okay, so you should be pretty pleasant if some, If anyone there wants you to sign a photo or, you know, ask you a question or whatever.
0: That's so funny. I, I, I love that even the narrative turns negative while you're waiting for your car. But yes. and I I gotta admit, I've probably been on the same side of that, working at TMZ yeah. for so long, and you see something and you, like, almost invent, like, the narrative in your head, like, oh, she's waiting for Paps to see her when...
1: Yeah, you know, such a thirsty story. bitch. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just to make it more right. interesting against. But- Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to.
1: Download the new Bumble now.
0: Who is the celebrity you run into the most, whether it's Calabasas, L.A., wherever?
1: Oh, that's such a good qu- run into. I mean, I no one, I don't know. Like, no. who have I seen?
0: Like, you don't run into the Kardashians. You're in Calabasas. Like, I got to imagine.
1: Oh, come on. They're like rarely leaving their house. Everything
2: is there. I mean, ever never I, like it just seems like they got to go to. Target. Is there someone that you see in the market? Like, who? who is the person that, you know, other people in your area always see? Like who's the regular?
1: I mean, I'm telling you, like, I I don't like I mean, I'm probably the person people say I see at Trader Joe's. If mean, people will say I see you at Trader Joe's, I see you at Kava. I don't know. I mean, I think most celebrities, if they're really are not shopping themselves and they're not getting gas themselves. And, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I go to the malls and st- I just, you know, I really don't see, I really don't see famous people. I see people that look like they must be somebody, but I don't know who they are. Okay. Like, a, you know, just a rich person, like, you know, rolling up at a Rolls Royce or something. And I'm like, who's that person all labeled out? But
2: sorry for that question. No, be- I didn't- <laughs> no, 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 <only>. no. <laughs> Do you have a celebrity that you that you aren't that close with? Like you guys don't have maybe you have each other's phone numbers, but every time you run into each other, you guys just love each other. It's just one of those things where you guys both get excited to see each other. But you don't maybe it's because L.A. is just so far. You just don't really hang out. I
1: mean, there's just like a handful of people that. Like I'll make plans with and have dinner with and they've been they're not really new friends. Like, I mean, a Josh flag for Million Dollar Listing, you know, we'll see each other. Definitely. Um, when Jill Zarin comes to town, I'll see her. I mean, the Patty Stings. And there's a lot of people in the Bravo world that, like, I've met over the years and we liked each other. And we maintained a friendship and, you know, that type of thing. But, like, um, no. Like, this is so boring. I'm sorry. I just don't have... <laughs> no. I don't... I'm not, I'm not like, I think a lot of people think I'm so thirsty or whatever, but like, yeah, these people come on the shows and some of them I've become friends with. I've become good friends with Lala, um, Katie from Vanderpump, Sheena and Ariana. All of them I've met because all of them have been on my shows for like the last five, six years. Had the show for eight and a half years. And the first year I started having Vanderpump people on. Mm -hmm. So through it, even though I've talked about this show, and I used to do this with on, when I was on Chelsea Lately with Kardashians, I'm able to talk about these shows and be funny and do it from a perspective of what we're seeing on the show. And I'm not like hateful and I'm not like fire that person or, you know, so, but I'm also not like kissing their ass and I can make fun of it. So I think I'm able to maintain a friendship, but still cover it in like a classy, interesting way without being like, oh, she's you know, slipped over to the other side and she's protecting them or whatever. But yeah, there's times when people will write something nasty about the guest I have that day. And yeah, I'll delete it from my Instagram. Why do I want my guests to see something mean? Yeah. I want them to go and see if there's 200 comments on YouTube and, you know, 190 of them are like, this was a great interview. I'm so glad you had her on. I really like her. And the other 10 are like, She needs a nose job. She's a lying bitch. Get rid... Yeah, I know how to delete those now. I didn't know three months ago, but now I do. Do So it's like, and I will, because it's like, why did... I don't need to ruin someone's day. I want them to feel good about themselves.
0: So Adam and I, like a year ago, we did an entire episode devoted toward our awkward celebrity run-ins. Moments Mm -hmm. that were like, we look back on and either cringe because it just didn't go as planned or the vibe was off or whatever. Have you had any awkward run-ins with a celebrity that you look back on and you cringe just thinking like, damn, I wish I could redo that. Or man, if there was a camera on me right now, it'd be everywhere.
1: I mean, there was a very famous one. So Juicy Scoopers will have heard this story, okay? okay? But it was Jerry Seinfeld. And I was, you know, not doing well, comedian in my 20s doing the groundlings and he was having a, a drink with like a typical writer guy, like a baseball hat kind of writer, writer guy at the bar inside of the Four Seasons in Beverly Hills. And I'm there getting a drink before my friend and I go over to the Sky Bar, which is still there, the Mondrian or whatever it's called now. And um, and so I'm like, I've got to say something to him. Like at this time, he was single And I was like, maybe he'll like me, you know, like to date because I'm such a funny delight. And (laughs) I I have big tits and brown hair like Shoshana, who was the 18-year-old that he was dating when he was 38. No (laughs) one wants to bring that up. They were like broken up. And I was like, oh, you know. And so I walked right up. And I'm like, my name's Heather. And I won't stay here long. I'm a comedian, all this stuff. And I like literally, I think I may have pulled up a chair like so bad. I sit down. I'm talking and I do think if a camera saw me, I was like, I'm trying to be funny. And then the waitress comes over and I order an Amstel Light. And then she brings, and I go, don't worry, once the drink comes, I'll take it and leave. Well, the drink comes and I continue to talk. And Jerry says, "Um, Heather, I thought. You said when you got your drink, you were going to take it and leave.
0: Oh, God, I feel awkward for you all these years later.
1: (laughs) And I go, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, you're right. Like, I'm so sorry. He's like, it's just like we want to talk, you know, like. And I don't blame him at all. I think it's really and I've had it happen to me only once and it happened at Craig's. So and I still love you, girl, if you happen to be listening to this, where a Juicy Scooper got into the booth with us Mm -hmm. and like. There's like four of us there. We really were having juicy conversations that were never going to be shared on anyone's podcast. And we really wanted to talk. And now this like pretty intoxicated person is like in the booth and like wanting to, like sending us a bo- bottle of wine and like wanting to stay. And it's just like, we only have like an hour and a half together. Yeah. And now you've taken up like 15 minutes. and it, And it's really hard to be like, Oh, my God. Thank you. I so appreciate you listening. I so I do. I do. I really do. So, like, my advice to anybody is, if you will come up to somebody, just don't sit down. Just don't sit down.
0: Give them the moment and then have a good day.
1: Oh, and then, so then I tried to pay for the drink as if Jerry couldn't afford it. So then I'm, like, going through my purse and I have, like, two crumbled up dollars with lipstick on it and i'm like no i know i have a 10 around here somewhere you know and he's like no no it's okay and and my friend had come up to me and and said like let's go to the sky bar and i was like get the fuck out of here like you're and then afterwards she's like i tried to save you i tried to save you you were there for so long flailing your arms around trying to be funny so that was my worst and i definitely and i definitely learned from then and I and I was like you don't have to seize the day oh, if you see a cool. celebrity cuz it's not like unless I would say like unless I really was like doing some project and I was like the perfect person to play my husband is this person you know or something like that and they were out at a bar and we were kind of equals and I was like hey I don't know if you know this pilot's got picked up but da 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 would you we're trying to get the script to you like if I had a legit thing happening yeah not not like you know
0: well just rest easy knowing that out of <laughs> yeah enough awkward yeah. run-ins to fill up an entire fucking episode on a podcast so uh yeah we we had well oh, but
1: you know i am i am going to the improv they invited me the 60th anniversary mm-hmm. night at the la improv on melrose and um i mean i i that will be fun, but I am like, how much do I collect numbers of people that I want on Juicy Scope and vice versa? Because it's Sometimes just going to be, I it. I think it's just, I, I literally just think the whole place is going to be every comedian trying to book their
2: networking. <laughs> yeah.
1: Everyone's going to be like, you be on mine and I be on yours. And da, 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 da. Like, who knows? So we'll but that-
0: it's a great moment to do that cuz that's yeah. that's when I mean, you meet I mean, these that... random people that you're like this would be great to have you on and they say yep, yeah, let's do this.
1: I yeah, I mean there're certain people that like over the years I've been like come on, I'd love to come on the show and and I I DM them and stuff and then they act like they never see it. So it's going to be awkward for them.
0: I'm but just I mean, glad to hear I'm, like you... <laughs> I'm glad to hear you have the same problem because we yeah. do this the same way.
2: You know, right. There's a comedian who you worked with who is a person who I'm a huge fan of. And it's sort of random, but not. And I've been reaching out to him for probably about two years now for him to come on the podcast. And it's been tough. But you worked with this person. I'm curious about your experience with this Keenan Ivory Wayans. And um,
1: I I would love to get Keenan If he does your show before mine, I'll fucking tell <laughs> <kill> you. <laughs> You know what? I'm a huge fan. I've DMed him, too. I honestly don't know if he even knows how to look at DMs. Like, he kind of sometimes... He was getting back into stand-up, and then he was posting it. Of course, he's got kids that I'm sure, you know, he knows how to do it. Um, I I don't think... I don't know if he wants to do anybody's.
2: You know what I mean? No, I get it. But my question is for you is, how was it working with him? Like, what did... Is he really, like... From my perception, and you know better than I do, like he was like a comedic genius. He just knew talent, he knew funny, he knew humor. How, what was your kind of perception of working with him? He was totally
1: that. He is like a comedic genius. And he, you know, the, the story of them is also amazing. So he was the second oldest of 10, and he was super smart, like naturally really smart. And he got, Um, a scholarship and he was studying engineering so he had that math science brain but he loved comedy and then like his third year of school I believe he dropped out he started doing stand-up and he dropped out in which his mother was like furious you know like what the hell are you doing and but he was like this is it and he would always talk about the math of the joke like when we'd be writing white chicks and and he'd be like the cadence of the character and the math of the joke and so I was like, there really is something to that. And um, Lisa Kudrow was my teacher at the Groundlings as well. And she was very smart. She went to Vassar. Her Her dad was a doctor. So I believe she has part of that, you know, what I like to say, like the math brain, whatever. And she would study the rhythm of sitcom acting. People would attest to that. Of you know, And she could also create characters and she was really good at improv. But I do think there's certain people... And I believe Whitney Cummings might be like this too. That like, not only are they funny, but they have this other part of their brain that works that way too. But I do think you got to be naturally funny. But then there there are classes and there are ways to improve on your stand up and on your comedy writing and all of that. There you definitely can benefit from you know instruction. So. He really he really was like that and he was really like very soft spoken but really really funny and you know charming and great and I I loved how he fostered new talent and then there'd be like um like when we were at writing on his show the Keenan Irvine show um it was when I got the job it was like six white guys, six black guys in the writing room one black woman. And then he said, I wanted, I want a white woman's perspective. So I wrote all this material. I stayed home and I watched the show because you couldn't go and watch it on YouTube. I had to stay home and watch the Ever Everway show every night, which is a late night talk show. And I came up with these parody ideas and all this stuff. And I stayed home all weekend, like typing it up and submitting it and met him. And and then in my room of the, I shared a room with two other writers and then in each room was a like an intern writer, with, which was like part of this diversity program at the Writers Guild. So and I just thought that was so great that and why there wasn't why I've never seen that on another show. So there was a young black guy that, you know, got to learn about writing on a TV show that was supplemented or whatever part of the Writers Guild. And I just thought that was great you know and i think there should be more things like that so those were all the the things i just you know loved about the experience of working with them and and then the nephews coming in and you know and how he basically taught screenwriting when we were writing white chicks
0: it's crazy yeah. i love hearing yeah. like this birth of genius you know what i'm saying like yeah. to think about you being in the writers room for like white chicks and what a cult classic that has become and how i know that halloween time will come and i'm going to see you know, two people dressed up as white chicks walking down the street because it is one of the most famous, uh, like set of you know characters out there. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's really fun. Yeah.
1: And then, so we were after when I was first. I first I just given birth to my son, who's now twenty, and we were writing like a parody of Alien movies, kind of making fun of signs and all those movies. And then that got shelved. And but then I was like at their where we would meet. We would go to his house up on Mulholland to write. And I'm like, they're early or whatever, or they're probably late, but I was probably just on time. And I'm reading like, and I see that they sold this movie called White Chicks and what it's about. And I'm like, can I, when are you writing this and can I be a part of this? And I'm like, I mean, don't you need at least one white chick, like a (laughs) consultant? (laughs) And they were like, yeah, totally, you know, like whatever. So then, so then that was just really fun, like coming up with it and then one of the ways that we wrote the movie was like, we would watch all the movies from like back to like some like it hot of men who had to dress up like women. And then there'd always, and then there would be the scene where they almost get caught, you know, we're da 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 da. And, and I was like, oh my God, there is a formula to a genre of film that, that is a smart way as a blueprint for writing a movie. Then you can, you know, make it your own and make it modern. But there is a way that if you're doing a movie like that, and we did. We watched Tootsie. We watched all those kind of movies to then, like, inspire us to, like, okay, what are some scenes we need? And then I was, like, talking to his sister, and I had these pants on, or she had these pants on, I go, oh, are those the Mark Wing pants from the store on on 3rd Street, 3rd and Beverly, or whatever? And she's like, yeah, I go, oh, my God, I love those pants, except that girl is so annoying that works there. And I start to, like, imitate the girl, and then Keenan goes, wait, we need a scene where they go shopping. So then I wrote the scene of the girls going shopping. Um, and and then I got to be the salesperson. So, so cool. that was really great. And when I wrote it, I didn't think I'd be the salesperson. I was just writing it. And then they they called me from Canada and they're like, we're trying to get you, uh, we're trying to clear it that you can be in the movie. We have to hire so many Canadian actors. And so then literally I was there like, get the car's coming now. Just come right now. And then I got to be that's so in it. So they were, that's awesome. they were just really great. And I, yeah, I haven't had any of the Wayne's on my show. I've reached out to all of them. Marlon, Sean, Keenan.
2: I'm with you. So
1: if anybody hears this, I would die to have one of them come
2: on and like relive these fun days. And uh, Sean Wayne's one of the most underrated comics. I saw him, I opened up for him Years ago, and I was blown away how funny he was. I was like, man, he's really funny, but he doesn't like put himself out there as much as like Marlon. Uh, something's, he, something's interesting Sean, about him. Sean does really good impressions.
1: Sean would do a
2: Keenan impression
1: that would like have us crying. Like he he can, he observes really well. And like when we were writing White Chicks, he was like, okay, we need to go out one night with your girlfriends. Like, so we go to this nightclub and my girlfriends come with me. And at this point, I'm like, you know, thirty. I'm already kind of old to go to the nightclub. So I and I'm married, and I hadn't even gone to a nightclub in a really long time, and I had a baby at home. But I was like, all right, let's have some stuff. We go to like Mr. Chow's or something, and then we go to this nightclub, and that is when we heard the, um, the Beyonce song that we used in the sh- in the movie. So that movie that's when it just come out and we went crazy like we stopped everything all my girlfriends got on the dance floor to dance and that's when sean's like i don't care how much this this song costs this is the song <laughs> that we have to have like the dance off to yeah because the white chicks are going so crazy for the beyonce song you know and he just kind of sat back and like was observed, like he's just the com. which to be a good comedy writer comic you you've are a really good observer, but he that's what I always noticed about him.
0: You know what song I can get every white girl on the dance floor with? What? Spice Girls Wannabe. Every time I could be a birthday party, you put that on, every girl will come dance on the floor. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like, even my friend, we had a, a party for him, and he's like, Yeah, I'm playing Spice Girls. I was like, Just watch, just trust me and watch. You put it on, girls flood the floor. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, and then with that dance, With that dance routine, it was like more like scoop from the movie. So they worked on it for a couple days, all the girls, right? And then they they show it to him, and he goes, "It's too good. Like you guys, it's not funny. Like you (laughs) are too good at the dance, and that's why." Then then they added some of the like the dorkier like moves and stuff like that to make it funny. Yeah,
2: yeah, Um, I love it, Heather. I want to ask you. So last night, yeah, this past weekend there was a football game. The LA Chargers are playing, and the camera kept going to this one girl, this Asian girl, and they kept showing her on camera. She kept having these crazy face reactions to the game, and people like, "There's, there's no way this is a real person who has these type of reactions to a football game." So there's a lot of questions that the NFL was making her a plant. They're planting her to, you know, make a good content to make TV. Now, Bobby, that podcaster who does the very, you know, dry sense of humor, she's getting huge guests. She had Mark Cuban. She had Drake. She's had uh, Scarlett Johansson. You know, the, the there's questions. She makes a joke about herself that she's an industry plant. Do you think the industry actually does stuff like this?
1: So, okay. Uh, I First of all, I... The Bobby thing is... I'm so curious to see where that will be in a few months. Um, or even in a few weeks. I... But I think kids think it's funny. Like my sister said her kids think it's funny. Then they watch the whole thing. I think I'm like, I know this I know this um this character. Like I've seen it before and I don't I just don't think it's clever. <laughs> but I've seen this happen before where like on America's Got Talent, there'd be two guys doing something and I'd be like, This this was done on Living Color. Like but they just don't know. Like younger people just don't know that this is actually quite hacky. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's not great. I mean, good for her for making her money, whatever, but, and and if this was completely deliberate or like a mistake, like, like she said, apparently she said she put out to people, anyone that can get me these guests, whatever your connection, I'll pay you $300. That could be true. So somebody like worked for Drake and was like, "Okay, go do this girl thing." I don't know. It seems a little unbelievable. It seems it seems very unbelievable. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm kind of wondering like, couldn't you guys figure out what is the connection between some of the first people she had? Do they have the same managers? There's got to be one person that has some interest in putting them all together.
0: Yeah. And a lot of the times it is like that. A manager that reps her plus five other people. Suddenly those people are all on her. Wait, can
1: I can I just do it right now? Can we just can I just interview you guys as her? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So how long have you guys been talking from two separate houses?
0: (laughs) It's been a while, probably like four years,
2: couple years. Yeah. Why do
1: you want to talk to? each other more
2: trying to pay the bills you know people want to listen to us and uh, we get some good guests and it's good we have some good perspectives on what's going on in the culture today in the entertainment news world Uh, plus we're breaking stories so it's um yeah we have a we have an audience we have a good audience so it's been it's been fun
1: but if you're just taking pictures of people outside as a paparazzi person do you feel like they never want you to come inside
2: I could see your, uh, yeah, I could see your, your thoughts on that, you know? I could definitely, I never thought of it that way, but yeah, you could be right on that.
1: I don't even know who you guys are.
2: I'm back. Like, how did,
1: how did you come? <laughs> why is your, why does your name have an X at the end of it?
0: Because my dad's name's Max and my mom's name's Debra. They combine them.
1: I don't know that. That's, That's a, pretty good. <laughs> that... <laughs> that's a great story like that's what it is yeah i don't even know like it's like i i'm like (laughs) but it's kind of good because she's doing it like if it was somebody like really famous you know
2: yeah like if it
1: was madonna and she's like
2: so are you still a virgin (laughs) you know it's like dumb it's like dumb i don't know know. funny i was watching pete davidson this past week on an snl and Pete has gotten... I feel like Pete is turning... Well, especially on SNL this past week, his tone, his delivery was turning a lot into Adam Sandler. And he's going down that road where he's like the Staten Island Adam Sandler. He's Adam Sandler who has like a pizzeria sort of accent to it. And uh, I was like, oh,
0: Pizzeria. Like I like that. Pizzeria. I like what you did with that, Adam.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I think that people like emerge or whatever. And like the... I mean... I am kind of intrigued like she got married young she's married and she has three kids but she made it on TikTok by being the awkward girl but then I think because she looks so young and she's dorky but she's also hot with like big tits and a tiny waist so I think dorky guys were attracted to her thinking well that's the kind of girl I could get even though they couldn't yeah, obviously. So I think she became popular on TikTok like that, and then yeah. she did this. And, like, go make your money. I don't begrudge you. It doesn't make me mad. Go do it. I, it, just I, doesn't inter- it just doesn't interest me. Like, I can't I can't take I it. am it's curious,
0: like-, like, with what you said, is how long does it last? Because at the end of the day, people, they like these fads. They like this entertainment. Does it appeal to a, a generation for a long time? Eight years down the road, like your podcast... Do you still find that humor funny, or do people move no. on and they get over it? That's uh, that's what I'd be interested in seeing.
1: What I predict is that she'll break out of the character and be like a normal person because I just saw her on Barstool and she was admitting it's a character. She's like a normal person. Yeah, she so, did the same thing on today's and, Show. Yeah. So what will happen is it'll go now. Na- once, do you remember the show Magic Revealed? Yeah. Like now that she should have never revealed the magic personally, she should have just
0: dating character to show
1: and bun that weird person and just continued with the weird because one thing that this the tiktok generation wants is authenticity and all this other stuff now that they know this isn't her mm-hmm. and you know it's like the miranda sings thing and like miranda didn't want to do that anymore and then the you know look what happened to her but like i don't i just feel like these weird characters whether it's peewee herman like rest in peace like you don't you have to be that all the time.
0: Yep. No, I think you're right. I
1: mean, there was a time when Gene Simmons never, you know, you didn't know what Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley looked like, you know, for like they were like, who are these people? You know, like, so I kind of feel like, yeah. And so what she will probably do is she'll have her numbers and she'll get sick of doing it herself. She'll be like, I'm done doing this lame character and she'll still providing she has some people help her do a decent interview she'll have good people on and she'll probably be able to maintain it at a decent level for at least a little while
0: because i think that's prediction i think that's what gaga did gaga she was gaga all the time every moment of the day we didn't see her put on a pair of jeans for like years because i remember pitching out the first photos that i ever saw of her not in one of her crazy outfits and I was like, Gaga being normal. And that was a story in itself because she was always living that character. Is there a celebrity that like, you dislike covering the, or you just won't cover?
1: Well, you know, I've heard Julia Fox's book is really good. Okay. So I'm like, I'm going to the bookstore today and I'm going to get Jada's and I think I'll probably get hers. Mm-hmm. Um... Who else's book did I just see? There's somebody else's book that I'm like, oh, I think Crystal Hefner's is out.
2: I want to get her. Of course, I'm going to get a set of paparazzi shots. Exactly. Oh, right. Okay. I know she had a book. That's why she's doing okay. this set of paparazzi shots. Crystal on my
1: show. Okay, can't get. She's not responding to my DMs. And, oh. and um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like. Yeah. But I I kind of I don't I, I was anno- annoyed with Julia mm-hmm. Fox, the way she talked. And the way she dressed, but there would be sometimes where she would do these TikToks that I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a profound thought." Like I do think she's like a smart girl, so I I am kind of curious. But but for a while I was like, "Oh, I don't want to show her, you know, naked body, practically taking her dog for a walk." It's so desperate and whatever. And what is she doing with it? And it's annoying. But um,
0: but there's a, there's a level of curiosity. That behind it
1: yeah there's nobody that i'm like no i'm done i'll never speak about that person again no
0: anyone that you're burnt out on like uh, i feel like taylor swift name gets brought up a lot and just the burnt out but i mean she's also keeping a conversation going every single day for a lot of people out there
1: right like i didn't i didn't cover that like they're still together and they went out Blah blah. blah, just because i felt everybody else did so i was like all right like until you know something else major happens. But I mean, I do think they're a real couple and I do predict that like this actually could be like someone she either marries or has a kid with.
0: That would be crazy. He manifested this to reality. How do you, how does that happen? Like, I feel like you,
1: like I think, cause I think she's so pragmatic in her life. She's led such like a a lot, you know, like, and so now she's in her early 30s, mm-hmm. and like this tour is huge. Could she top it? Sure, but I also think she might be like, I'm okay if I never do top it. And I just want like this like this stand up guy, and I think he's a stand up guy, and I don't I don't want an actor or musician or whatever. I just I want to go into my era of like being a mom and and probably maybe not tour for you know, a few years and then pop back out. What about all the other, oh, what about like, um, you know, like uh, Beyonce has her kid on stage and Madonna has her kid on stage. And then pink had her daughter on stage. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Everyone. It's like that second generation that they want to get involved and Be out there dancing and singing. And
1: But like, that doesn't bother me because those kids obviously are agreeing to do it and want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I, that I'm completely fine with a kid that's like, put me in the, put me in your movie, mom. Like, I want to do it. I have a real problem with people that are much lower stars, TikTokers or whatever, that exploit their kids for content, that don't want to be part of it, don't want to be part of the YouTube, but, you know, don't want to be part of the, don't want to really want to be on the TLC show or whatever and have no say. So, like, that, that I don't agree with. But a kid that, like, can dance and wants to dance and their mom is Madonna, yes, go, <laughs> go do it. Like, I, good for her.
0: I do wonder where me. where these kids will be in 10 years. Like, will they be the next Madonna, or will they be the next big superstar? Because they, they've got the resources, they've got the talent training, they've got all of it that could combine to making someone a celebrity. I mean, we looked at, it's happened a lot for the modeling world. I mean, we look at Cindy Crawford's daughter, who looks just like Cindy Crawford, and then that's an easy shoe. And of course, she's good. Kaya is going to be a next big model because she looks just like her mom and she's got all the resources to make it happen.
2: Yeah, actually, you said when when Le- Lenny or Lenny Klum, Heidi Klum's daughter, I don't know how to say her first name, when she was photographed a few months ago on a boat in a bathing suit and he saw how her body looked, which was great. I sent it to a, a good friend who is a, a big name. I said, look, I said, this is going to be this right here is the launch of her career just from this photo that went in Daily Mail. And now she keeps coming in my algorithm. Now she's on, she's doing red carpets with her mom. They're working the whole thing. And she's, they knew what she was doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, people want to hire the person who's, you know, has the famous bomb, has the following, knows how to do it, is professional, it looks great. Why not? You know, like make my job easy, you know, for finding the, the model that's, you know, not going to flake out on the job. Speaking of which, like Willow, Willow was, you know, I went my hair back and forth. I with my hair, but Willow Smith, where is she? She was doing the Red Table Talk with her mom, but she's not really like pursuing music unless I'm missing something. And then Jaden, he was in Karate Kid 3 and all this other stuff and in the movie with his dad when he was a little kid, the one where the dad was the stockbroker, Father's yeah. Day or whatever it was called. And, um, and I don't see him like pursuing it. I don't know if, I don't know if they don't. I think that sometimes they don't really love working that hard, and they don't have to. Yeah, and so they don't. You know, they're like, "I'm already famous. I don't. I don't need to be in this movie and say it five times. I only want to say it once." Like I, I, I mean, like the fact that like Charlie Sheen and Denise's Richard's Denise Richard's daughter went straight to OnlyFans. (laughs) <laughs> didn't even, yep. like, didn't even try to go, hey, I want to pursue acting. Maybe I don't want to go to college, but let me get some professional acting classes. Dad, you know, hook me up with an agent. Let me go out for some things. No, that's too much effort. Let yep. me just lay in my room.
0: And, and take place photos
1: up. of myself and make, you know, 100000 a month. And then I'll
0: invite my mom and we can just do it together because that's normal. Yeah. So normal. And
1: I... I yeah.
0: Heather, I know we're wrapping up on time here. So I just want to, uh, you know, I want to know where do you see yourself in five years? Are you still going to be podcasting? Are you going to morph it into a show? Like, what, where do you see yourself?
1: Well, you know, I was, we were talking about buying a lottery ticket the other day or whatever. And I said, you know, even if I won the lottery, I think I would still have to do Juicy Skew because I really get excited and, to read the comments every tuesday and thursday like i need that kind of acknowledgement right now in my life i might feel differently in five years but like right now i really like doing it and i really like performing still so i don't know i mean i'm i'm very happy with with where it is and you know hopefully just get those people that to open up their dms and come on like i just would like some some of these different i'd like to have different guests that i haven't had before um i guess that would be like the next step just higher profile people um and I, it has happened and it's like i'm getting people that are like i'll fly out from the east coast to be on and things like that that you know i'm like really all right well then great and then i realize, okay you know i am at a level where it's a very valuable experience to be on my show and i do appreciate that so
0: were you referring were you referring to adam right then flying out from new york (laughs) high profile adam
2: (laughs) i always (laughs) appreciate
1: i always always appreciate it but i think that um you know i definitely like i've never really gotten to travel and i've never been to, to europe really i've only been to ireland once or twice but for like a week and I've never, you know, I've never been to London. I've never been to Paris. I've never been to any of those places because I didn't go as a kid. I couldn't afford it in my twenties, and in my thirties and forties, I was raising two little of kids. So my youngest is going to go to college um, in the fall next year. So I'm like, I would like it that I could go off and really, really like experience that, and then like still do content and shows from there. That's. Something I I want to make sure I do, before you know before I break a hip or whatever. I'd like to like walk down this. I you know I want to do. I I can look cute in an outfit and have fun. So I guess that's it. That's probably good enough. Well, Heather, there's no real goal. What about you guys? Where do you see yourself in two years? Getting on Bobby's show?
0: We're we're hoping to make some money at some point. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I I feel like four years ago we didn't know we didn't have a plan we just wanted to talk and have fun and you know I I still pinch myself that people want to listen to our voices you know on a couple times a week which is just weird in my opinion and to see that they find our chats interesting is is crazy so I don't know where we're gonna go I don't know what what this turns into
2: yeah the media is just changing every week I I still am trying to figure it out I mean you know Heather I get to interview this week I've interviewed I mean, it's a pretty. Last night I interviewed Mark Cuban. I interviewed Barbara Corcoran. Like I'm interviewing some pretty big people, but it's just the out. The industry keeps, you know, betting on the extras, the access Hollywoods of the world, but nobody's watching those shows. So I'm just right. like, I'm betting against them. I'm like, dude, nobody watches these shows. I I, I can show you my numbers. Show me their numbers. And I, and I I can't. I don't think anybody's watching these. I think they're all inflated. I I don't believe anybody. They say 600,000, 1.2 million people are watching that show. I'm sorry. I don't believe it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So- well, good for you. Well, Heather,
0: thank you <laughs> so much for joining us. We love you. We are so honored to have you come onto our podcast. And we we just really appreciate uh, this relationship that we have with you. And thank you for coming and being honest and talking about all your your fun stuff. It's, it's, it's cool.
2: Awesome. Thanks. Always fun talking to Heather McDonald. I know you guys love her, as do we. Uh, she's just cool. She, she, I appreciate someone who just has, who's been around, and not calling her old by any means, but she's been around for she has a good, I don't know, outlook on Hollywood and the industry. I Agree,
0: I agree. I think she's fun. She's entertaining. She doesn't hold back. Um, and she's just been, she's been good to us, honestly, with our podcast. She has helped bring our podcast up the charts. And like, I, I think I, I really appreciate that. It's hard to get help in this industry and she's been a a big help to us. You know, that's true. So like, Oh yeah. Love her. Love her.
2: Yes. Uh, make sure you guys like this on YouTube and if you do like it, also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us uh, on uh, TikTok. We're also on a private Facebook group called Off The Record. Really fun community where you guys talk to us, we talk to you. Really good uh, group. Follow me at uh, Adam Glynn G-L-Y-N. Follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. I just found out why your name is Dax. Interesting story. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: A Huda Media
2: Production.